This drink, I like it. I know, it's great, right? Another! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another new episode of Film on Tap, where we've got the tap that never runs out. As always, I am joined by Andres. What are you smiling about? (laughs) He's so happy to be here. Because now we've officially... Now Tom has officially made the transformation into game show host. Yeah, now I've got now the, yeah, the now, mic. Yeah, now I have a handheld <laughs> mic for those of you who are just listening. I literally just have a handheld mic. I don't know, it just feels better for me. I don't know, I like it. But now, yeah, as literally as I'm seeing myself, I'm just like, I might as well be fucking Bob Barker right now. <laughs> I love it. But Get I'm one of the old it. school ones. Yeah, like, like, like one of the super like, skinny ones. It's like, yeah. come on down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on down. Oh my God. But as, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Andres and Nancy. Today we've got a wonderful new episode to share with you. We've got some fun topics to talk about. We're definitely going to be doing a deep dive on a special film that released in theaters and on Peacock this past weekend. You probably know what it is, but first we are going to be talking about some trailers that hit this past week. Some interesting trailers, very varied trailers in terms of tones, styles, very uh, offbeat movies, but in a good way, I think. So let's start with a trailer that's been kind of making its way around the internet pretty much all week where it's kind of become this like treasure mine of like gif gold uh, and that is the trailer for Megan which is a new Blumhouse movie which has to do with a doll that is kind of this companion for this girl that's like this innovative piece of technology and you know this young girl who works at this company gives this new doll to uh, I don't know was it her daughter or her like uh it's her, her niece, niece, I think. Her niece, something yeah. like that. Um, mm-hmm. Because her niece is really lonely, and so like she wants her niece to have a friend. And then obviously, this robot, you know, starts out all friendly and fun, and then becomes kind of sinister. <laughs> you know how that plot goes. But we got our first trailer out of. We got our first look at it. What do we think of the trailer for Megan, Nancy? What, what What do we think? All right. First, before we get into that, solid delivery on Peacock. I loved it. Thank and <laughs> secondly, just a little, a little cheers to Robbie Coltrane because you know he passed oh, yeah. away R. recently, R. and I just uh, love it. Hagrid. So little, little switch to you, Hagrid. Hagrid. Now I'm I'm sorry I did not know you were going to do that, but I have a I have a skull and crossbones <laughs> bug, and I'm like no, no. <laughs> turn it around, turn it around. <laughs> there, there, we go. Go. there you go. Cheers. This there cup of go. irony is <laughs> for you, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But yeah, anyways, the Megan trailer. Oh my gosh. I I feel like there's only two words to describe this trailer, and And that's nightmare fuel for me personally. Okay, interesting. I can't stand anything with dolls. The Chucky (laughs) franchise. I'm like holding on to my sweater. Um, It's got a doll, I'm out. It's got a doll on it. No, seriously. (laughs) Child's Play is the only movie, horror movie, that's ever given me nightmares consistently. Really? So, yeah, side note. I used to have a reoccurring nightmare where Chucky would find me and stab me. And then every time I got stabbed, I would wake up. And there was one time I was having a dream and I realized, wait a minute, I'm dreaming. And I said, okay, cool, wake up. I couldn't wake up. And I was like, okay, cool. Now it's good time to wake up. I could not wake up. And then I said, oh, no, I'm going to have to let him stab me to wake up. And so I was just like, all right, come Jesus. and stab me. And That's- as soon as he did, I woke up. It was I, I, it was the I feel like thing. there's something deeper there. <laughs> uh, probably. Uh, like, listen. do you want to unpack that? I mean, I charge by the hour, but we could totally unpack that. <laughs> My older brother had a Teddy Ruxpin as children. Maybe did something with that. You know, no, that doll was honest, also Honestly, My Nightmare Fuel, like, was a Furby. Fuck Furbies. Uh, see, okay? Same oh. thing. They're like fucking dolls. play with me. Like, no. Yeah. I don't want to fucking play with you. And then every time that same you would turn them off, they would like magically turn themselves back on and like you'd hear like, like in the closet. Like it was just <laughs> the scariest fucking thing. Fuck that. And, they, and they're indestructible too. Me. We ran it over with a car oh twice God. and it was still intact. 
So talk oh, about God, nightmare no. fuel. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, see, <laughs> those anything... were built for those kids to like freaking just seriously do as much stuff as they can to them. If they made <laughs> no. cars out of the same material that they made Furbies, no one would get in accidents. <laughs> like no <laughs> I, one I, would I, have I, to pay for any damage. Was, <laughs> see, I, I was creeped out by the Furbies too, but there was only one that like legit, legitimately made me go, "Oh, that's adorable," and that's the Gizmo one when they made a Gizmo themed Furby. Oh, but it, gotcha. Like yeah, like but 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 it was more Gizmo than an actual Furby. So it was like, oh, this is adorable. I can handle this. Like, but yeah. I don't know for some reason, just those, like, just the fact that they could close their eyes and talk and all that other stuff was just yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, the eyes that would like slowly <laughs> roll open when you close it. I'm like, what kind of fucking nightmare fuel is this crap? <laughs> yes. And see, mm-hmm. that is Megan. Like, she's creepy as Me- fuck. I, I don't know. I don't think Megan's creepy. I don't Ugh, know. No, creepy. This, I'm, Did you I'm see the way she danced? Look. Did you see yeah. the way she danced? That's horrifying. <laughs> she's got moves. Oh, my gosh. No. The creepiest no. part to me, Insidious, was when that fucking little kid was on the table, like, weirdly dancing and shit to the uh, tulip song. Like, shit like that terrifies me. The dancing mm-hmm. scene, I was like, oh, nope. Fuck this. I laughed don't so hard. It. I laughed so hard. I was like, that was the moment I knew I was in. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Like, the dead face, and then she's doing all these crazy moves. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, so yes. Creepy. I was like, let's do this. Let's fucking go. You know, <laughs> Zoolander had breakdance fighting. She has... I don't know. Contemporary dancing murder is what it seems like. Well, a whole, I'd whole new watch genre. It. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely watch it. It looks terrifying. I will see it. I will probably watch it during the day so I have time to recover and not have nightmares. But okay. All right. We will probably <laughs> review like it. Solid, yeah. Oh, it we like will ab- are you kidding me? It comes out in like, oh, what, like, like early January. Of course, we're going to fucking review it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be in the dead date. zone. Yeah, more, mark your calendars. Can't mark wait to talk calendars. about Megan and also unpack Nancy's trauma from her childhood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but Andres, what did you think of the trailer? See, I was... The trailer blew up online, and I kind of just ignored it because the first thing I heard was, oh, another creepy doll movie. Oh, it comes out in January. Great. It's another one of these movies that, that like is going to make a big splash and it's going to disappear and we're all getting hyped up over this trailer for nothing. However, I saw the trailer in front of Halloween Ends, and the second the trailer got me was the moment where she's like, you better run. And then all of a sudden she starts <laughs> running on all fours. What oh, the yeah. fuck? Yeah, like, I saw that and I'm like, okay, I'm sold. I am sold on this movie. So yeah, absolutely. 100% I'm sold. This, this kind of seems like they sort of, like, Blumhouse sort of watched the Child's Play remake and was like... Yeah, I was literally about to say that, can, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could do that a little better, so let, yeah. l- let's let, let's see what we can do. And it's produced by James Wan, and honestly, anytime James Wan has his name attached to something, no matter what the quality is, it always ends up being a fun time for me. So I am fully 100% on board for this movie. Yeah, I mean, it just looks like a blast I like and like like you said I feel like it's definitely taking that remake of Child's Play and like just making it kind of better kind of the way I feel like Smile made Truth or Dare like just a better version of Truth or Dare from Blumhouse (laughs) ironically enough Um, but I think Megan herself this doll is very unique looking and just I don't know it's like I feel like this is going to be one of the best like darkly humorous movies in a while like it kind of gives me almost like a malignant vibe in terms of like it's fucked up and it's creepy but you can't help but like smile laugh and have a great time because of just how absurd it is and how it's just kind of going for it because like you watch this trailer and she's doing this dancing thing you know it's not taking itself seriously like you know that like no movie's gonna show that and like take itself as like a serious drama and like the way she's crawling on all fours and chasing people and it's like looks super violent I'm assuming this is gonna be an R-rated movie I hope it's a fucking R-rated movie I want it to be like bloody I, I and outrageous. I hope so. I think that'll be f- like, I feel like it wouldn't be the same with a PG 13 rating, but um, yeah, it's a story we've seen before, you know, like robot gone bad. I mean, we've seen this how many fucking times, but I think that this is kind of a more unique take. And I think it looks like it's going to be a blast. And especially like in the dead zone, that is January. I think it'll be a nice little pleasant surprise, hopefully. So we'll see. We'll see when it comes out in January, how Megan fares and another trailer this one was you know relatively big maybe maybe the biggest trailer that came out in the past couple weeks it was the trailer for the super 
Mario Brothers movie, which which has got the voice cast of Jack Black and Chris Pratt and Charlie Day, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, I believe. It's got a stacked cast, and this is coming from Illumination. Is it? No, is it Illumination? Is it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Illumination yeah. Animation Studio. I should probably do my research before I do these. <laughs> um, uh, from Illumination, and we got our first glimpse at it. We got our first little sneak peek at Chris Pratt's Mario voice. What did we think of this trailer? Andres, let's start with you. Okay, so first off, right off the bat, they got the look down exactly of what a Super Mario Brothers movie should look like. Like in terms of the in terms of the art direction, in terms of the style, in terms of the sense of humor, even as well too. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, when the penguins are like, "That is but a taste of our power. Will you yield?" Yeah. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I'm so I'm so on board with all that. I think Jack Black is Jack Black is perfectly cast in this. Um, it me as, as Bowser so far. I love it, and then I love. Um, uh, Michael Key as a toad as well too so far but I think I'm on the side of the internet right now where everyone's coming down the same exact thing and that's I don't think Chris Pratt's voice is different enough or is suited to the character as much but that's judging from four lines but the yeah. same thing kind of just kind of goes with it where I'm like uh, everything was on a peak for me and then I'm like uh, I don't know why, but it, it, it felt strange hearing Chris Pratt's voice come from Mario. Having said that, I'm still going to see it. I'm still going to look forward to it. And, you know, maybe the voice will grow on me a little bit. And also, people have also made made the um, made the comment of, like, if you're going to hear, whoa, let's go, is that going to be too grating on, on your ears after, after, like, maybe 20 minutes? I'm like, that is also true, but I think they could have found a great blend of the two, I think. And if you hear the um, the French version of the trailer, and every single version that's international, they've all gone with the accent. The, here we go, that, like that type of thing. Like, they've all done that. And it kind of feels like America is the only one that's not going through with it, just to sort of be like, all right, we don't want to offend any of the Italians. And then every single one of the Italians that I've talked to, they're like, what's this bullshit? Like, you know what I mean? So... Granted, while I'm not too excited about Chris Pratt's voice, I'm still excited for the movie as as a whole. And a quick shout out to myself. I'm going to give myself a pat a pat on the back for this one. If you don't like the Turn trailer, off his mic. Turn off his mic. <laughs> Turn off the mic. <laughs> Turn off his mic. Um, but you can but you Tom's can go like, check out my um you can go check out my re-edit of the more of the Super Mario trailer where I just used nothing but the uh, the voices from the games actually, and I thought it came out really well. So yeah, check it out specifically for the penguin moment and for the um, the tag with Luigi at the very end. I thought it was great. So yeah. there you go. Follow Galley Ghost on Twitter so that you can see that video. All right, people. And on YouTube. And on YouTube. There you go. But Nancy, mm -hmm. more importantly, what did you think of this trailer? Yeah, I think it looks fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Stan could be Mario. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, Did you see this movie? Yeah. <laughs> it's me, Nancy. Um, no, but I, I think it looks good. Visually, it looks fantastic. I just think it's weird that people were so caught off guard by Chris Pratt, sounded like Chris Pratt. Yeah. I like, think Was anyone I'm, surprised? Like... Yeah. Not, I, like, I, you I, know I, that it's he's going to be the voice. Like, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it was that people were surprised by the voice. It was just more that... He had kind of hyped it up himself as like, oh, it's a Mario voice that you've never heard before. And you know what? He is kind of, it's kind of true on that. We've never heard a voice like that come out of Mario. But the way him and the directors were hyping it up, where they were like, we come up with something completely brand new and we're really excited for everyone to hear it. And it's like, uh, but it's just the same exact voice. Like, had they yeah. not hyped it up, I think we would have been a little more accepting of it. I mean, for me, I, uh, personally, I didn't see any hype in terms of like, oh, it's completely brand new. And also it's off of very few lines, so maybe it is. I do agree you, they could have done something to alter his voice a little bit. I can't imagine Chris Pratt is the most amazing voice actor, so it's fine if you need to alter his voice and make it a little bit more Mario-like. Um, but... 
it's not a deal breaker for me. I think it's going to be fine. Uh, to me, the most hilarious thing is someone pointed out that he sounds like Linda from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. And <laughs> I can't unhear it now when I go and watch it. So I think that's hilarious. Hopefully, the rest of the movie, it won't be like that. Or it'll find it'll settle down somehow or you know he'll find a pocket you know it'll sound at least a little bit like mario so i don't know again it's not a deal breaker for me i think it's fine and i i I totally forgot that jack black was bowser i was like oh yeah holy shit he's really good in it yeah i like it (laughs) yeah i mean i'm like pretty much in agreement with you i mean visually it looks stunning like just from the first frame i was like wow they nailed it like absolutely nailed how mario looks um and how that world looks and Jack Black is just a pitch perfect Bowser. Like I was just I was honestly the most hyped for him as Bowser, especially the way they were starting the trailer, making it like look epic. And I was like, oh, this is great. I was like, wow, they're really like kind of giving him gravitas the way they should. And then Jack Black's voice is just so perfect for the character of Bowser. Like you said, like that I will not, you know, after like, will you yield? I was like, oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Jack Black. And he's probably having a blast being this character. Um, and then, like, as for the whole Chris Pratt thing, I'm on the side where, like, I went to the trailer, I'm like, it's probably just going to sound like Chris Pratt because if I'm them, you know, the people making this movie, I'm not going to tell him, use a stereotypical Italian voice because then you're going to have the whole Italian community be like, oh, this is a stereotypical Italian voice. You know, this is offensive. But, but, but they're you not. Know it's, you know it's going to happen, though. You know you it's going to happen. You can't say that based off of a few people they have spoken to yeah, that I'm happen just saying, to be Italian. Like, That's like, like I'm, I'm, like, even, like, even I'm sorry. Even the folks on but, Twitter... But even the folks on Twitter are all just like, That's, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. the I, whole Italian community, though. Like, <laughs> I feel like... And here's the thing, though. Sorry, Tom, not to cut you off. But sorry. I I feel like Chris... There's a lot of people who just don't like Chris Pratt in general. And I That's feel also like true. it also works against him. I feel like if he had come out with being like, It's me, Mario! Like, they would have eaten him alive. Simply because yeah, it is yeah. Chris Pratt. And so I feel like this is... Out of the two evils, like this is the less, you know, harmful way to go, and yeah. sm- probably the smarter way to go. So yeah, sorry, I, yeah. no, no, it's fine. It's just you know, like, and I think he's kind of adding some sort of Brooklyn twang to it. I mean, granted, we heard what like three lines of him talking in the trailer. Like, you could tell they're definitely yeah. trying to like yeah. hide it in this trailer, where like you can oh, yeah. barely hear what he's going for. But yeah, like. So when I came out of the trailer, I was like, nah, it's fine. It's fine. Like, I, I kind of need to hear more to be kind of convinced just because there's sometimes, I don't know if you have this, you know, when you're watching an animated movie, sometimes like you hear the voice, but you, it just doesn't match the character. And like, it just takes you out of the experience where all of a sudden all you can think of is the person voicing it, not the character. So like, I don't want to yeah. be watching Mario and thinking, oh, I see Mario on screen, but then I just hear Chris Pratt, so I don't feel like I'm watching Mario. Like, I don't think I'm going to have that issue with, like, Jack Black as Bowser. I don't think I'm going to have that issue with Charlie Day as Luigi. I'm, I'm kind of surprised we didn't hear really much of him in this trailer, but I'm sure he's going to yeah. be great as Luigi. He's got a perfect voice for it. Um, I'm just kind of curious. I just need to hear more of the voice cast really be convinced about it, but visually, I'm sold. Like, I'm going to see this movie either way, but visually, I'm 100% sold on this movie, and I think they did a great job with that. I just hope that the story's fun and that they can keep the same level of humor that I saw in this trailer up, but that's where I fall on it. I just don't give a shit about the controversy. I just, I think a lot of people, like Nancy said, just don't like Chris Pratt, so they'll look for any excuse to kind of hate on the guy, which I just don't understand, like, why of all people are we hating on Chris Pratt? I mean, I know there's a whole controversy and blah, blah, that, like, it's just I, I'm not even going to get into it. I just don't even want to touch it. It's just, I think no, it's silly. But, but 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 the other thing to also bring up as well, too, is I, I also kind of felt the same way about, um, uh, what's his name, Ben Schwartz um, as Sonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- when I first heard the trailer, I was like, oh, it just kind of sounds like John Raphael all over again. But it's one of those things where you only you only get a small taste sample of that in the trailer. And then when you watch the movie, you get used to it, you get accustomed to it. Now I can't, now, now I can't, not hear Ben Schwartz's Sonic. Like, it fits perfectly for me. So, mm-hmm. again, it's just a case of, like, maybe it's just another, um, maybe it's just a, a sort, sort of dialing into that to that tone, if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe it'll play better in context. Like, by the time the movie's over, you're like, oh, yeah, that works. That's fine. But, again, I feel like it's very harsh to judge his performance just based on, like, two lines. It's just a little bit mean. But, uh, but I think we could all yeah. agree. Overall, it looks fun. Looks like it could be a good time. We just need to see more to be like fully sold on the story and on the voice cast here. But 
Now we're going to be shifting gears to some holiday fare, something I did not expect at all to come out this year, something that kind of came out of left field. I kind of love when that happens, you know, uh, at the movies where you're not, there's, this movie's not even on your radar, comes out of nowhere, and now it becomes one of your most anticipated for like the rest of the year. And that is Violent Night, which stars David Harbour as Santa Claus. That's not a sentence I thought I'd be saying. <laughs> it's not a sentence I thought I would be saying where he's not only Santa Claus, but this is an R-rated Die Hard-esque movie where he plays Santa Claus and he's in this home that's being invaded by this group of goons and he starts taking them out one by one in holiday fashion in this brutal trailer. <laughs> like, the fact, like, every, like, I think about the plot of this movie and I'm like, is this real? Like, is this actually, like, a joke? Like, that's, like, on SNL or something? Or is this actually a movie that's coming out? But it is indeed a movie that is coming out this December or November, I think. Um, what do we think about this trailer? Let's start with Nancy. What did you think of the trailer for Violent Night? Oh, I loved it. And David Harbour, I love anyways so i feel like i would watch anything that he's in but it looks fantastic i feel like we're getting a slew of um very unique horror movies so you yeah, have the great like, year for horror great year for horror but you also have those weird so like the winnie the pooh one that yeah blood and honey <laughs> yeah exactly and then you have the bring it on one that's coming out that's horror so i feel like we're kind of getting into that zone for some reason of like these very <laughs> weird horror movies but this is one that seems like it's actually going to do it right you're taking a very wacky concept mm -hmm. of santa claus just beating the shit out of people and it looks fantastic <laughs> so i'm all on board for this that also kind of reminds me um i don't know if you guys ever saw ernest, ernest saves christmas um, yeah. There's a there's a scene where uh, the guy they want to be Santa Claus is doing a movie and he's like, "Why does Santa Claus have a gun? What am I doing?" He's like, "Oh, it's it's Santa's sleigh, like S L A Y, not sleigh." And so they're making like a horror Christmas movie. So gotcha. that's what it makes me ahead think of its of. time. Ahead of its time. Ahead of its yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Someone saw that and was like, mm, "Good idea. Yeah. Let's do yeah. that." So yeah, <laughs> I'm excited for this one. Awesome, Andres. What do we think? Yeah, I mean, when this trailer first came out, I'm like, all right, do we need to take another character and make him into a gritty reboot? Like, again, like Nancy was saying, the Winnie the Pooh thing. They also just came out with uh, freaking the mean one, which is the Grinch remake as a horror movie. Oh, yeah, like, I saw like a still from that. I was like, all right, well, oh, yeah. the Grinch is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, this tracks. The, the, the Grinch, yeah, the, the Grinch is terrifying and all this other stuff, but I just kind of felt like, Oh, come on. Are, are we going to keep going down this road? And then when I saw the trailer for Violent Night in front of Halloween Ends as well, I was like, oh, they're not they're not just taking this character and making it into a horror. They're just basically saying, what if Santa had to deal with a freaking diehard situation and save all these people that were on the nice list and take out all the ones that were on the naughty list? I'm like, you know what? I buy that. I buy that, and that's hilarious. And I just love the fact of like how they incorporate using his powers in oh, the film, great. where he just where he's like tied up, and then he just disappears into like a into like a dust. And but probably one of my favorite things was when um when uh, what was it? They they throw a punch, and then uh, and then he opens up the bag, and then the bag goes into like another dimension or something like that. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. that is creative, and that's like it's it's not necessarily taking the concept of Santa Claus and making him R rated but putting Santa Claus in an R-rated scenario. So it's still like the jovial Santa Claus, but the more the more he gets the more he gets pushed in this, the more he just starts to become just that much more evil. I'm just like, "Yep, I'm I'm fully on board with this movie. It looks great." Yeah. I I love that David Harbour has been getting some like good roles to kind of like dig his teeth into and like I just feel like this role is perfect. Like absolutely. I never envisioned him as Santa Claus, but like from the opening shot I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> totally mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. you could be a fucking santa claus and just the whole scenario of like you know basically santa claus becoming john mcclain at the holiday season using his powers you know fucking up these guys in like these magical christmasy ways is is great and it's just it visually it looks fun it looks like it's gonna be hard r and brutal it just looks like it's gonna be an absolute blast and i'm kind of liking these newer takes on santa claus like i really loved kurt russell and like the christmas chronicles where i thought his santa was like way different and way cooler than we've most iterations that we've gotten um and i really feel like harbor is definitely bringing a new unique flavor here and I think John Leguizamo is going to be a fun bad guy to kind of follow around the entire time. I think oh, that's yeah. going to be. I think that's going to oh, be fun yeah. too. Um, I can't wait for it. I 
am absolutely looking forward to chomping this one up in a theater. I think uh, in this holiday season, uh, I feel we don't get a lot of good hard R Christmas movies. So I, I'll take what I can get, and this one certainly looks awesome. But speaking of Halloween ends, since now you've mentioned it twice, it is time <laughs> finally. I've been waiting for this all week <laughs> or weekend, I guess. To talk about Halloween Ends, we're going to be talking spoilers, people. So if you have not uh, seen Halloween Ends yet, beware. There are going to be some heavy spoilers in this discussion. In this discussion, it's going to be a very intense discussion, <laughs> most likely. So you've been warned. So without further ado, let's talk about Halloween Ends, the final chapter in the Laurie Strode Michael Myers saga, the end of this new trilogy. Let's start with Nancy. What did you think of Halloween Ends? And briefly, just talk about how you feel about the first two movies in this trilogy that you have seen um i mean i'll start off with this movie this is like the dumbest movie i've seen in a while <laughs> i it was the dumbest. listen <laughs> I, I watched it at home because listen i saw halloween kills and i'm not i am no dummy i watched it at home i was like i'm not gonna take time out of my day to go to the theater and watch this i saw halloween kills Uh i'm pretty sure i'm not gonna like it any better than that um yeah when we reviewed halloween kills i think we were kind of on the same page like it was fine but it wasn't great and i feel like this one just took a dive from that one it went like pretty good decent what the hell am i watching uh, that is the order of these movies that I would say. It was just so zany. It felt like a really campy horror movie when it wasn't supposed to be. And I was like, what am I watching? The tone was just so different from the other ones. It just, it also felt like with Halloween Kills, I think we had discussed this when we reviewed it, was it felt like it was trying to be deep, but it didn't quite hit. And it felt like Halloween Ends tripled down on that whereas they were just trying to hit so in. hard <laughs> yeah, with I'm like this is in. like a psychological like deep thinking we're making so many metaphors but it just did not work i feel like there was only two moments in this movie where i was like oh that was pretty good and that was it other than that i was just like i don't i don't even know what i'm watching this is bizarre so I, if i had to rate it like a one out of a four Woo! is what I would give it. One it out just, of a four. Wow. It was not for me. P.U. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. You sounded like one of those DJs that just hits one of those buttons. It's like, yeah, it's when they just hit that button. Yuck. Exactly. Oh my God. All right. You you know you know you know what Tom you're looking forward to to giving out your opinion you should go next. Uh, no, I got too much to say. You go first. <laughs> I I think okay. I feel like we're both gonna uh, be long winded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, all right. I'll start off with this. Mm. I actually liked this one better than Kills, but Kills was such a low bar for me because I think. They went, like, like as you said, Nancy, they tried to go somewhere deep and psychological with it, but I just felt like it just it just did not hit those notes in any way, shape, or form whatsoever, and it failed in every capacity that it possibly could. Whereas this one, I felt like there was good ideas, or at least good concepts behind what they were doing, but did it work as a trilogy capper to the Halloween series? I don't think so, by not by a long shot. For me, this sort of felt like what the movie should have been after Halloween ends. Like this should have been maybe Halloween Returns. This should have been like like the fourth film in this series instead of this being the trilogy capper. Because, I mean, for lack of a better word, we're following a brand new character entirely. And the concept of what what Michael has done to this town and what he's done to sort of people's perception of what happens even when someone gets accidentally killed over at home. And why that town just sort of, because they dealt with that trauma over and over again, they're falling into old habits and then they're basically crucifying this kid who it let's let's just be completely honest in the very beginning it was an accident it was entirely an accident i don't think anyone's doubting that but the thing is you know when you have a town that's completely 
gone haywire because of, oh, babysitter murders. And then also the previous year, all this other stuff about evil and all this other shit. So I thought that was a great concept to build off of. And had they doubled down on it and not sort of had it been like, it was it was the Michael Myers Presents Halloween movie, it should have just been, this should have only been the Corey movie. And I think that would have been an interesting concept to go through and finish out or start a new trilogy or maybe start a new film. Like, this is what part four should have been. Uh, again, I'll say that again. Part four should have been this. As, as a trilogy capper, it fails. As a Michael Myers film, I think it fails too. As a, I for, for me, it's a betrayal on Laurie Strode as a character. It's also a betrayal of like all the things we built with like these strong female badasses in Halloween 1. I was just rewatching Halloween 1 two days ago after I saw this, and I'm like, Judy Greer is a badass. Uh, freaking Allison is great too. She does not take shit from nobody. Not even her boyfriend. Not even the best friend that made the move and all this other stuff. No, they like they they pretty much are in control of that situation. And this movie just felt like a betrayal in so many respects to those characters. And honestly, there's not much I can recommend about it apart from the fact that yeah, it's better than Kills, but on the rating scale, it would probably be like a two out of five for me. These scales are getting very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> the scales of justice. I feel like every week we've got new scales, we've got new rating system. I don't know whose is whose at what point. They're constantly evolving and changing. But again, not a great You'll score. Never know. Let's, let's not a great score. You, well, well, I was about to say. What, let's establish the let's establish the scale on this episode. What do we you know want what? to go well, with? All right, this? I no, feel like I like chaos. Actually, 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 actually. <laughs> I like chaos. <laughs> you, you like you like chaos. I, I was I was about to say what if, what if going alongside chaos. What if we just post it up on Twitter where it's like, guys, what do you think should be the new rating scale? Yeah, maybe we'll put a poll out. We we got to create yeah. like three options. So we have like, I feel like it should be like out of five pints. You have that. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Out of five stars. Out of five. What else? Shot glasses. Thumbs, shot glasses. Shot, shot glasses. Thumbs. Um, <laughs> or. Do we do like a thumbs scary. up, thumbs down? What do we do? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Twitter, can... tell us. Yes. I don't know. You tell us. Twitter. Well, well, we're going to put a know, poll. Let us know in the comments. Yeah. Make sure to follow us at the uh, Film on Tap Twitter page, which will be in the description of this video, where you can vote in that poll and let us, you know, pick a new rating system for us. We'll see, <laughs> we'll see what uh, comes out on top. Um, but anyway, um, oh God. okay. So the 2018 Halloween movie, I love. I re you know I rewatched both. Uh, that 2018, and then I rewatched Halloween Kills as a palate cleanser, honestly, after watching Halloween Ends. Um, and honestly, the movie ended up being way better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was just because like, after oh, I, This no, isn't so bad no, after all. No, no, it's like, it, it basically felt like I was Thanos, where it's like, perhaps I judged you on <laughs> too harshly. <laughs> where I was just like, oh my god, this is like a way better movie to me. It's so much more fun, and it feels way more like a Halloween movie. But, um, so I enjoyed those first two movies. I think the 2018 one was fantastic. I do feel like the sequel was definitely a little bit underwhelming in terms of like it didn't really carry the same kind of refreshing tone. It didn't feel like it was crafted and nearly as clever as that first film, but it still was yeah. at least fun. It was kind of like a gore fest. It was definitely the most violent out of the three, and it was definitely the most kind of like gruesome Michael Myers movie out of the three. So in that regard, I thought it was really fun, and there were some character moments in that sequel that I did like, uh, especially when it came to like Lori and Alice, and there were some good elements there. Um, but then Halloween ends. I'm going to be honest. I put on this movie for, um, after like the first 10 or 15 minutes, until the credits like came up for Halloween ends, I didn't even know if I clicked the right movie. <laughs> like I legitimately did not think I was watching a Halloween movie. I thought the opening scene was very effective. Did not go where I thought it was going to go. I was like, oh, okay, this is different. I'm on board. I admire a bold swing. And you know, this whole movie is a huge bold swing. It's essentially like kind of like the season of the witch of this trilogy, it even uses like the same font, which a lot of people have pointed out. It kind of feels like it's it's in in the terms of that, like it's trying to definitely do something different compared to the other two movies that came before it. Um but as a whole I really just think this movie's a failure. I think it's absolutely a failure as a Michael Myers movie. He's barely in it. He basically cameos in the movie. 
Uh, it feels like it's a movie that belongs to a character that I just didn't find interesting. Um, it devotes itself to this entire arc with this new character that just gets abruptly ended at the end of the movie, so it kind of just feels pointless. Um, doesn't really feel like it's setting anything up. I feel like it's a betrayal to Lori and to Allison. Allison's a dumbass in this movie, which is not true to her character at all. And it was just like, who am I watching? Lori, you know, doesn't really have much to do here until like the last you know, 30 minutes of the movie. And it just was so slow and it felt lifeless. It felt like the least creative out of all the three, even though it was trying to do the most in terms of its themes and its story. Like, I know what it was trying to do. You know, it's trying to show the effect Michael Myers has had on Haddonfield, how, you know, it's kind of making it feel like maybe the boogeyman could come from anyone, that it can grow inside anybody and manifest itself that way. And that way, the boogeyman will always be there, whether it's Michael Myers or someone else, or, you know, in this case, Corey fuck Corey <laughs> but like literally it could be anyone else like I understand what they were going for I just don't think it worked there are some elements that I thought did work like I thought it was really haunting in the beginning where they're showing Haddonfield like these things that are happening around town that feels like it's kind of the aftermath of Michael Myers's whole havoc on the town I was like that's interesting that's effective I kind of like that I want to explore that but it's more of a montage than it really is an exploration and the movie itself I just feel like from a directorial standpoint just feels really amateurish especially compared to the those first two movies like the first two movies at least has some visual flair like there's some really nice framing some cool shots some really fun camera work that made it really immersive and this one it just felt really like it felt like it was directed Dude, by someone else i don't know that what happened dan yeah. that dance scene in the bar i was like what the what fuck was that what in the world am- was that <laughs> like Went the for first way too long. camera <laughs> just i know i was like I was what like, is I was happening like, what, i was like what are we doing here like and it's yeah. just you know, like even the kills, I'm like, these aren't even like that bad and they're not even that fun either. You know, like the whole construction site kill fest or whatever. I was like, they clearly think that this is going to be like the best thing ever. And I'm like, did you see Michael's kill in Halloween Kills where he literally takes the dude through the staircase and like just fucking kills him over and over again? I'm like, that's a Michael yeah. Myers kill. Running someone over who's like climbing a fence, that's not really a Michael Myers kill. Like, that whole sequence, it just felt awkward. This whole movie felt awkwardly made. It felt kind of clumsily put together. And it just, by the time it rolled, I was glad it was over. I was super disappointed. And it felt like this end of a trilogy was like an afterthought until, like, the last 20 minutes where it didn't pack the punch that it should have because it felt like the movie had forgotten about Laurie Strode and Michael. And then at the last second, it was like, oh, shit, right, we got to end the story. Let's get them in the kitchen together for, like, 15 minutes, and then we'll just end it. You know, it, it just kind of felt like a Corey movie with a sprinkling of trilogy ender at the end which just didn't quite work see like how you said that you feel like Corey's story should have been like in a fourth film I think it would have been really interesting to introduce him in kills you know where you see kind of like already the effect that he's having on the town in kills with the whole mob thing and you know everyone just kind of freaking out and whatnot introduce him there and then at the end of that movie kind of have him meet Michael Myers in the sewer where like you know he goes to choke him or whatever and then like lets him go to set up the fact that they're gonna be like killing together in this movie and then kill yeah. Michael off in this movie like you did but not kill Corey where he can essentially be the new Michael Myers which is what I thought they were going to do and then they Same. kill him yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like, and, and, what's the point point? Yeah. and then and, you could call and them and then just yeah. call the next one Halloween Reborn. Boom, you're done. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. why I thought I was like, oh, Halloween ends. Perfect. They are yeah. ending the Halloween franchise ish and starting fresh with someone new. And yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's thought that that's where it was going. So I then thought when, that's where it was gonna go. I was like, okay. When he just like randomly kills himself, like what the fuck? That's it. He's just yeah, done. And 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 honestly, like with the whole doppelganger. Thing of like someone else taking on the mantle of the character. I've seen that. it done. I've I seen it, it done horribly in other horror movies. In th- I will ar- I will say arguably it is done best in this one because they certainly did not. They certainly Wait. were not able to pull it off. Yeah. I need you to specify though because what I really didn't like was in the what they made it seem like was that when he went into the sewer, he looked into Michael Myers' eyes and he like passed his evil to him into his eyeballs because they kept saying like. That's not his eyes. He's different now. And it. I would have been fine if they would have, like, oh, he's... Because of everything he went through, he saw him murder. He starts to slowly turn into him. But the way they did it with all the flashes and everything, it made it seem like it literally was... He was literally passing his evil yeah. from him to court. And I hated that. I thought yeah, that I was the too. dumbest I, thing. 
I, I, I don't think that he was passing on the evil because it was every single thing that was flashing in that moment was all the stuff that Corey had gone through. And so I thought Michael Myers was just seeing, oh, I see there's something similar to me inside of you right now. That's yeah. why I'm like. you I saw go. both of those things. I saw Michael right. letting him go because he's like, oh, I see me in you. And then I also, with yeah. the flashes, I'm like, what is he, like, passing on his evil to him, too? I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Well, especially <laughs> since they make those comments, especially yeah. since they make those comments of, like, oh, that's not the Corey I knew when he was babysitting. Like, I looked into his eyes and I saw something else. And they kept saying, like, those aren't his eyes. And so that's why... I, I think that's also a, a testament to, like, they didn't do it well because you're. it's left with this both, like... It could be that he passed on his evil. It could just be that he saw something evil in him. But they just do it so sloppily. It just doesn't make sense. They don't. They didn't land on either or. They kind of just like let's just do kind of ish both. And and and, and I and I think and I think they would have. I think they would have landed on something much more solid had Michael Myers not been in the picture in in the sense of what he was in the film. Like, in the sense, if you made this a Corey-only movie and the entire mystery or the entire thing was, how is this Corey character similar to Michael Myers? And was he was he evil to begin with? Or was he just evil as circumstance, out of this town? That's a great question to ask. But, but, but the other thing, too, is like I was saying earlier, is I've seen so many horror films where they try to pass the torch from one killer to another and it just doesn't work. Whereas I think arguably in this one, they took the most amount of time with this. And I think this one was probably the best it's ever been in terms of executing that concept that was in Friday the 13th, a new beginning where you get the, the, um, the imposter Jason or some, uh, some of these other films. But I think for this film, there was so many opportunities that I thought, like, there was the moment where, where um, I mean, for spoilers again, Corey and Allison end up being in a relationship. And How though? I, like, no chemistry. No, no, no. I, I, I no, chemi no chemistry, but that, that, that's not, that's not on the writing. That, I think, is just on the casting in general. But again, we're talking about multiple things that don't work, and everything has to coalesce in order to make it work. Whereas there's the moment in the film when they're dating where all of a sudden Allison's just like, I, I gotta get out of this town. Let's just burn it to the ground. I thought they were gonna go on a freaking on a freaking um uh killing spree. killing spree. Because there's a moment where all of a sudden Thank he God. says <laughs> yeah, Thank God they which, didn't do that. <laughs> which, which which they didn't do that, but that's the thing that I'm talking about where it's like they didn't fall on one place or the other. They sort yeah. of planted all these seeds all around the place, and I'm like, oh, are they gonna go down this route or are they gonna go down this route? It just felt very messy and it just felt like they truly made stuff up as they went along, and I'm kind of disappointed that the uh, that the concept for the trilogy that originally when Dave McBride and when uh, David Gordon Green when they were talking about it, they said they pitched it as an entire trilogy that all lands in one night, and I thought that would have been incredible to see. Whereas yeah, with yeah, this, this one kinda, is four years later, right? Four, yeah. four years later because At they least... had to explain how how Allison's so much older now. At least kills started like immediately right after. That's what I loved uh, about it. It was just like yeah. immediate, which mm -hmm. like you felt that urgency. And the thing, the question I had is like, because when I rewatched Kills, you know, it ends. You know, he you know kills um, Laurie's daughter, and then like they make it seem like Laurie's going right after Michael. And then now it's four years later, and Mike Michael's just like in the sewers. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm just like yeah. it just it was very like jarring and I was like that totally just kind of decompresses the tension and suspense that you had after that second film where you're getting amped you're like okay the final confrontation really is coming and then it's just complete deflation and it just sucks because it's like any sort of urgency or excitement is just gone here like I never felt excited once watching this movie like there's no creepy atmosphere there's no like good scares there's no you know, uh, Halloween atmosphere. That was the thing I was missing. I'm watching this movie. I'm like, it doesn't feel like a Halloween movie. I don't feel like there's a scare or something, you know, uh, gruesome coming around the corner. It just feels like I'm watching like a cheesy CW drama with a little bit of Michael Myers thrown in at the end. And I was just getting pissed off. <laughs> yeah. And I was, also I was that line. Pissed off at all those. Yeah. I was at that line when she's like, oh, I'm going to burn it to the ground, whatever. And he's like, I'll light the match. I was oh. like, oh my god, this dialogue. Like, <laughs> so stupid. 
It's um, different. Like this isn't this isn't the Batman. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey yeah. David, can we just put that line about this that this town being a powder keg? <laughs> See, it works uh, in that because it's a freaking film noir. This is noir, not a film yeah. noir. Exactly. Oh, and the, the, those motorcycle scenes too. I was just like, ugh. I feel like it it did like try to go noir for some reason, and then it did this ugh. with that theme. So I'm like, I don't know what we're doing here. This it's is just, so weird. It, the movie just didn't know what it wanted to be. Place. It just yeah. did not know what it wanted to be. It just. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, sadly enough, this is the trilogy capper, and I wonder. Uh, and the the other real question to ask as well too: How much of this film was affected by COVID? Because the problem was that the, the kills and ends were supposed to be shot simultaneously, but kills was shot before before they were going to go into production on Halloween ends, and then COVID happened, and literally. Ends was on the was was like in the in the not the chop block but it was in the uh, it was in the back shelf for like almost two years because it was supposed to be released in 2020 and then they just and then because of the fact that that was delayed how much of the delay do you think that affected the story for this because you know they had to explain why Allison was much older they had to explain why some of these characters looked a lot older than they did because had they made the movie take place on the same night, you would have been like, wait a minute, all these characters look drastically different from what they did in the Kills. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't watched Kills since we watched it for the show. Uh, since Tom, yeah. since you watched them back to back, does yes. she look significantly older? She I, just, I, I, she I just looks like know. taller. If like if I like yeah. you could you like you could just weird. but it's kind of like watching like a new season of Stranger Things they all look significantly older but you're just like whatever people age whatever they're in high school oh, okay yeah. whatever like I would have been able to suspend disbelief because I love the whole idea of the you know all in one night concept but I will say uh, the officer Pax Paxton or Paxton I forget who uh, plays the guy him. from uh, Remember from the, guy, the Titans yeah the guy from Remember the Titans. He got what hit movie? by time. He got, <laughs> he got hit by time. Oh my god! He looked so much older in this movie. Like he like looked significantly younger in Kills. So like when I saw yeah. him like in the supermarket in this movie, I was like, "Damn, okay, interesting." Oh my All god! Right. And wh- what about that dialogue in the supermarket? What the hell was that? Uh, no, nope, like, nope, like nope. you guys, they're not teenagers. Like they're grown ass <laughs> adults. They know how to talk. Like I just don't know why their dialogue was resorted to like two teenagers who don't know how to flirt with each other. I like, don't know. The, fuck? the romance in this movie, both in both of these pairings, not great. <laughs> no. Yeah. It was, nope. But did you guys know about the alternate ending that this movie was going to have? Because I've recently learned what it was actually going to be or a possibility of what it was going to be and it was going to be is, far worse. I feel is, like I heard is, about it, I can't it, remember. Is, so, is that out? Yeah. Is, is that revealed? I've seen it through like multiple sources. I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but I've heard it like multiple times now because it seems to be this kind of running like reveal. Now, obviously, take this is with it? a grain of salt. We don't know if this is for real, but you know, it's been said by multiple people, so I feel like it's worth at least talking about and just to see what we think of it because I think yes, it's please. awful. So the way that we were talking before about how like when he when Corey looked into Michael Myers' eyes and like it felt like evil was transferred to him, they were going to do the same thing with Lori where after Michael died, she was going to start showing symptoms of being kind of evil and then literally shut, like, Allison out, like, be like, I don't know how much longer I have, like, literally, that's what she would say, and then close the door on Allison completely, just abandoning her because she doesn't want to hurt Allison because she's going to become, like, the new Michael Myers. Like, that's how it was going to go. I would have raged. I, no. That was, that's a possibility that, that's, what could have happened, apparently. Solid no. That's that's actually an alternate script. That's actually not necessarily in the alternate version of the ending. There's two endings that they shot. And one of them, I mean, one of them is the one I think you're alluding to as well, is that Lori dies at the end. That's that's the ending that I've been hearing has been kicking around, where they tested mm-hmm. two different versions and that Lori dies at the end. And Michael Myers survives. That's what I've seen. And 
the the one that you're talking about, Tom, I think that was a script concept. That that was that was something that they were playing around with in the very beginning. Still we're talking about. Yeah, still no 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 sound awful. Yeah, I mean both of them. No, no, like like I've 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 heard at least like five different pitches on this movie in terms of what they were thinking about doing, and I'm like, those all sound bad. Like all bad. All bad. This is this is why when you do a trilogy you have to have a roadmap. You can't just make shit up as you go along. Because, oh, what is it called? Halloween Kills. They establish, why was Michael Myers in that corner of the house? Oh, you know what? We totally forgot about that plot point. It's not even in Halloween Ends. It's not, it's not a, uh, it's not a, um, Oh God, it's it's not a plot twist. It's a plot hole now. Like it's, I, it's, I literally you know. don't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> I was killed. I don't remember. Well, 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 it's it's in the prologue where where when Michael Myers kills that dude in 1978, he stands in the particular part of the house mm-hmm. that Judy Greer stands in, and that she also gets murdered, and Michael just appears out of nowhere, and so you kind of think like there's something special about that room or something evil about that house or something that's drawing them to it in the supernatural wise, but. It's just not brought up in this at all, and it's forgotten. It's just, guys, when you make a trilogy, know where you're going. For real. I, I also yeah. like it wasn't a like an alternate ending or something, but someone was like, I think it would have been cool because I I went into this movie thinking they're both gonna die. Like I think Laurie and Michael are gonna Same. die. I think I think that's the way it should be. Kind of. I feel like you know they're kind of been you know adversaries for so long. I feel like it would kind of make sense that they both killed each other. And someone said, you know, like that scene at the end, like where they take Michael to the like uh, construction site and grind up his body or whatever, like right before he goes into the grinder, he wakes up and like fucking stabs Lori or something and they both die together. I was like, I wouldn't hate that. pulls her in. Yeah, yeah, pulls her in. Like, I kind of think that would be an amazing ending, like an amazing ending. I'd be like, wow, I wouldn't like I was like, I would have seen that coming. You know how I knew she wasn't going to die? When they opened up the movie with a fucking, like, sex in the city, like, <laughs> let me type my story. I was like, uh, she's not going to die. I was like, she's writing a fucking book. There's sex in the city, this thing, it's fucking stupid, and she's not going to die. That's how I do. God, yeah, so. you know, she reminded me of uh, that um, Alice and Janie from 10 Things I Hate About You, where she's, like, writing her book, but every time she has, like, an interaction with someone, she, like, retypes a word or retypes yes. a sentence. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, so she's like, no, not not evil. Not, not no, evil. Not, not, not let darkness, him in. Darkness. Let in. <laughs> it was just so evil. stupid. No, yeah. So stupid. Evil. So stupid. No thanks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, oh. so all I, all I will say is, after seeing this movie, I am so, so, so fucking worried about the Exorcist yeah. sequel yep. that David yep. Warren Green is yeah. doing now. I, I, I don't think I don't this want movie... It. I, and yeah, I don't want it. Universal, if you can... It, whoever is in charge of it, cancel it. Cancel it now. I'm sorry, but it's not going to work. David Warren Green, well, you've already touched one, for one major franchise. That's it. Leave it alone. You're not cool. going to come anywhere close to William Freakin and his amazingness that is the original Exorcist. Do not touch that masterpiece. And I think, well, I think, I think Scott thing. Derrickson should be doing The Exorcist. Yeah. Well, well, here's yes. the thing. I feel, like, I feel like The Exorcist is so hard because, you know, especially in the 70s, all those movies had really slow burns. And I feel like that's what makes The Exorcist so good, is that it, if you watch it now, if you haven't watched it in a while, it is such a slow burn. There's nothing that m- happens majorly until like halfway through the movie. There's a lot of background. There's a lot of little things that happen until the finale. And I feel like nowadays it's really hard to pull that off well instead of mm-hmm. just making it a full-on like very quickly getting into the action and all these things and making it something that it shouldn't be. And so that's what makes me nervous, especially if he's David Gordon Green is going to be doing the exorcism. I feel like he's going to try and make a new twist to it. That's just, Ugh. it's not going to work out. It's going to be too I'm very worried. Modern. I'm very worried now. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be too modern when he's not paying homage enough to the original is what I feel like is going to happen. I, I just think he's just going to toss shit out the window and just be like, well, I'm gonna make up whatever I whatever I want, and if you want to see The Exorcist, you can watch the original. 
which I'm like, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, here's a here's a here's a good question though. Since now we have our three uh, David Gordon Green Halloween movies, what is your what was your favorite aspect of these three movies, and what was your least favorite aspect? Like favorite thing, least favorite thing. Jump in when you have some. I think. I mean. Definitely for kill. Honestly, it's so hard for me to remember the 2018 one. I haven't watched it in a while. It's a good. Um, but, it's real good. Yeah, I remember liking it. Um, for kill, since I do actually remember that one, I think a lot of the action, especially when they're in the house and the basement and all that, w- was done really well. I think for you know Halloween end, since we didn't really talk about any positives <laughs> necessarily. Um, in the beginning, I was not expecting such a gruesome death for the child. I was like, oh shit, okay. Yep, that was crazy. Although I did know he was gonna die because he was like, Michael Myers doesn't kill be or children. He only kills babysitters. I was like, oh, you poor little sweet child. Should have said that. You're gonna die now. <laughs> and, so and, that and, was and, and shocking. Yeah, and, and correct us if we're wrong. But didn't Michael Myers murder a kid in the last one as well too? Like the severed head, uh, the the pumpkin head or something? Oh yeah, t- I guess teenager. He was yeah. a teenager. Yeah, it was a I guess teenager. I guess a child. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't I feel think like any children. Yeah. yeah, no children, no. Yeah, but teenagers. <laughs> Once you start that. hating your parents, you're fair game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that I thought was very interesting, a very gruesome way to open up the movie. I did actually like the line where um, it makes it look like she kills herself, which obviously we know she doesn't. But I do like the line where she was like, you really think I would kill myself? Like, come on. And then, mm-hmm. like, shoots him. I actually really like that line. Yeah, that I cool. think those were the two biggest moments that I liked in Halloween Ends. And probably one more would be where the dad is at the his work and he realizes what his son has done, but he still stands up and, like, in a way tries to protect him. Like, no, don't shoot him. Obviously leading to his death so i because i like that that's rich kids boom it's like wait what yeah he gave him the gun yeah oh my god he gave him the yeah. gun but you 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 just had to admit just just oh man those kids were stupid the yeah. marching no, they band were. Yeah. no they were but i get it like you know he obviously just killed all his friends so obviously he's gonna try and shoot him with a shotgun but yeah. i think i just i just like that moment of you know, you have a dad who is very quickly realizing what his son has done and how horrific it is, and he still is taking a, that moment to, you know, protect his son. And I thought that was a really good moment, even though it's very fleeting in a pile yeah. of garbage. But, <laughs> but it was still nice. So those are the, the I think those are the moments that I liked in this movie. Gotcha. All right, Andres, what what was uh. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite part and least favorite part about this trilogy? Uh, my favorite part about this trilogy, I mean, uh, you know what? Oh, man. Consistently, there's no consistent thing that I love between all three of these movies. If I was to go back and I was to be like, what is my favorite, my one favorite aspect, no matter what happens later on, honestly, it goes back to just... Oh my god, my my, my favorite my fa- in 2018 just the badassness of Laurie Strode and Judy Greer and Allison like mm-hmm. honestly those I say this respectfully those badass boss bitches in that first movie seriously like uh like like honestly Wait, like some of my hold on. what am I getting confused the whole basement scene was that in kills or that was, the that, was, that was the first one the first one okay so that yeah, okay that that's was my moment the first, for the first one, one yeah. I feel yeah. like I blend them together because they're you know they happened right after each other yeah. so now I can't yeah. like separate the two so yes that was my favorite moment from that one okay. yeah absolutely so so like some of my favorite bits was from the first one where all of a sudden Michael knocks Lori Strode out the window and then Lori Strode falls and she's laying on the lawn and in a perfect in a perfect wink to the audience of the original oh, that was Halloween great. Yeah, that when was he amazing. looks down she's gone I'm like yeah come on Come on, and then like still probably still my favorite moment of the entire trilogy is when Judy Greer is like, I can't do it. Oh, that was great. I'm sorry. And then as soon as Michael pops up, she's like, gotcha. Bam. I'm like, oh God. It's 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 
yeah, the, the, the strong female characters are, for me, my favorite aspect about this trilogy in the first film. Yeah. My, uh, my sadly disorder. enough. Yeah. Sadly enough. But if I was to say a consistent thing all the way through, John Carpenter's score is the one thing that still is A-plus material for me. But that's I mean, about it. That's like, a, that's like a default. It's always the best. It's always great. You know? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> But, I think but it's definitely also, my least favorite thing. Okay. I mean, but my least favorite thing out of the bunch is just the way the story progressed all the way through. Like, the script yeah. is terrible. Well, and I think it's a testament when, you know, I had put it on today, Craig hadn't seen the first two, and he didn't want to watch it. And about halfway through, he was like, so do I need to, like, like how does it, would I understand what was going on if I had, I was like, oh, absolutely. Like, I don't know what the fuck is, like, this has nothing to do <laughs> with the other ones other than like you need to know that her daughter died and even that it's like they show it in the beginning like yeah yeah just such a there's no through line i feel like yeah not really um I, w- I would have just loved to hear what craig's reaction throughout this entire movie was like how many times did he just bust out laughing at any point oh no he didn't end up watching it no he was uh, he was oh. stuck on like no he was stuck on like i'm not gonna watch it because the other two i was like oh you're missing out on some crazy shit right now Yep. The first one, the, the first one I would say laughs. is worth watching. Yeah, yeah. No, first yeah, he definitely wants watching. to watch them. It was just to me, it was like you definitely don't need to see the the first two to understand what's happening in this one. Like they're just no. so disconnected. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the one thing across all three movies, as inconsistent as they are, that was always strong was Jamie Lee Curtis. I thought she was just fantastic throughout the entire series even when it got a little cheesy or maybe a little bit over the top or just lost I feel like she always grounded it and I always loved watching Laurie Strode I just felt like she was so good in the role and she added all these great new layers to Laurie over the course of the three movies like she kept the third one watchable when she was on screen I was like okay I can watch this this is great she's doing the best she can with this awful material but she's always the consistent good factor in these movies and at least in the first two movies I felt like they actually made Michael scary again you know, like the fact yeah. where he had so many Halloween sequels where he kind of became a joke and it was kind of a laughing stock where it's like, oh, he's just a guy who walks around really slow with a knife. <laughs> and then now it's like you watch the 2018 one and you're like, no, this guy's like legitimately terrifying the way that he stalks. Like that whole one take sequence in the original movie yes. where he just that's one of the that's probably the best sequence in the entire trilogy because it shows you just how terrifying Michael really is and how you know slowly he can move and it's just like somehow he can sneak up on people and just cause all this horror you know while people are just innocently you know enjoying their Halloween it was so perfect and I was like that's Michael Myers the score yeah. the cinematography the gruesomeness I was like this is a Halloween movie and that first movie I just felt like it captured the spirit so perfectly it had so many great nods to that original movie just in terms of like the cinematography and the shot style and how it's kind of like a 180 now and it was really clever great female characters it was great it just felt like oh wow if we're gonna get two more movies like this this is gonna be a real treat and then the second yeah. one tries to just be kind of just like a bloody slasher movie which yeah it's fun but it's definitely nowhere near as kind of of, you know, refreshing as that original movie was and then, you know, ends. It just felt like there was no connective tissue really between the three of these movies, at least not in the way it really counts. It had a lot of these great ideas that it was that it was throwing out there, but it never wanted to explore any of these ideas deep enough where it made any sort of impact. It was like, oh yeah, we can be deep, but we're not going to be. And then when it really tries to do something different, it goes down a road no one really wants them to go down especially when you're teasing this as you know the end of the Laurie Strode Michael Myers trilogy you don't focus on an entirely different character for three quarters of your movie that's just not what you do it's just misleading and it's just kind of unfair really to just fans of this trilogy or to these two characters I just feel like it's a disservice you know like do that in a different movie you know don't take the focus away from Laurie and Michael it's a it's just a poor choice it just it's a frustrating trilogy it kind of for me it's like you know the the new Star Wars trilogy it's just there's very little connective tissue every movie feels different there's no cohesive vision it just feels like they didn't have a roadmap like you said and it could have ended up being a really satisfying really great reboot trilogy but instead it's just a really frustrating occasionally great one that just didn't really stick the landing the way that I wanted to. I don't know if you guys have any more thoughts about the movie or if you were just drowned out. <laughs> if you were just, I, I have, I'm, I have, I'm done. I, 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 have, I have one last thing I need to give a shout out to in that 2018 movie as like one of my favorite characters. Um, one of my favorite kid characters in a horror film. Oh, that kid's is great. The kid, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the kid yeah. is just like staying up. Is like, yeah, I'm supposed to be in bed. You supposed to be sit. You supposed to be uh, reading me a bedtime story. Yeah, I'm up clipping my nasty ass toenails. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, and then when and then when uh, when Michael Myers shows up, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! And, and then when, then when he yeah. comes down, he's like, "No, there's some guy in my room. There's some guy in my room." All right, I'll come up. Why don't you send your boyfriend up? I don't want you. Yeah. To die. Why don't you send, why like, don't you send your boyfriend up first? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my, oh my goodness! Like that that little kid uh, was the best, and he had a small fleeting little moment in ends, and I was just like, yeah. "Oh yeah, I remember that amazing moment in the movie." But yeah, nothing I can say about ends. The score was great. Uh, the kills were all right, I guess. And yeah. Shout out to Kyle Richards, who came back in her acting career. Though you guys don't know, but she's in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So I've been watching her for years. I was happy to see <laughs> I her see. back. Yeah. I see. There you go. <laughs> hey, oh she God. was in the original. I was happy to see her back. And, you know, okay, she's okay. back to acting. You know? Oh, wait. Good for was, her. She, was she the nurse? The nurse in which in this movie, in in um in uh, in what's called in kills. I thought she was the nurse that came back in kills. Or no, I might think of no, she, no. She coverages is the bartender with the like dark hair oh, things across. Okay. Oh, yeah, gotcha. and she was the little girl in the original movie. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I got gotcha, you. gotcha. All right. Yeah. Well, everybody. Let us know in the comments what you think of Halloween Ends. We know it's quite the controversial, divisive movie. I mean, everyone seems to have different opinions on it, but it really just kind of comes down to whether you love it or hate it. I really haven't seen any, like, in-between opinions, really. It's really just, yeah, I think I'm in the minority and love this movie, or I think this is a disgrace to the franchise and one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, so let us know in the comments, what do you think of Halloween Ends? Let us know what you think of any of the trailers we talked about as well. We love reading your comments, and definitely make sure to follow us on Twitter so you can vote in that poll of what our new rating system should be. If I were to give Halloween Ends out of five pints, because that's the one I like personally, I would give it two out of five pints. And it's lucky it's getting two out of five pints. But again, let us know in the comment section below what you think of these things as always it is a pleasure bringing you another episode of film on tap where we've got the tap that never runs out but before we go andres nancy where can the fine people find you on the interwebs let's start with nancy where can the people find you pl underscore band-aid on twitter and instagram and that's it for now but we shall see in okay. the future when i when i uh, am not lazy <laughs> so there gotcha you go. honest honesty is always a great thing <laughs> andres how about you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Galagos. You can find me on Twitch.tv as Galagos209. You can also find me on High Voltage Media on YouTube, where we're putting out several retrospective videos. We just put out a manhunt video just last month, so we should be having something coming on coming in in November. So yeah, keep an eye on that. And that's pretty much about it. All right. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Chattelbash. And you can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Chattelbash Reviews. And, of course, you can find me here on the Film on Tap podcast where we've got the tap that never runs out. We'll see you in a couple weeks for a new episode. Until then, you have a great rest of your day. See you, guys. Evil died last night. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>